0: Is Sky Blues Extra.
1: Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name is Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by David. Evening, Tom. Evening, mate. And we also have a debut appearance tonight from Ross Cooper. Uh, Ross is one of our writers who does our memory lane pieces. And listeners, if you haven't checked them out, definitely look out for them as they're always a great read.
2: Evening, Ross, mate. How you doing? Evening, Tom. Evening, Dave. Yeah, very well, thank you. And it's been, yeah, it's been a pleasure to do these memorable uh, match pieces and sort of take a little, you know, trip back down memory lane. It's been good fun.
1: Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, And the Sky Blues returned from the international break for what feels like a regular Friday night fixture now in front of the Sky cameras at St. Andrews. The added spice for this one that it was the landlords versus tenants as the Sky Blues entertained Birmingham on their own patch um yeah evening chaps how we how we both feeling after after friday i'll go to you first ross um
2: i feel better actually after uh sort of saturday's results than i did actually on friday Mm. after hours i think the results went our way um you know derby and forest and uh, rotherham losing so actually the bottom of the table sort of just stayed the same didn't it and we actually gained points on a couple but at the time it was a bit disappointing i I felt like it was a game which i don't think birmingham are very good at all i felt like Mm. we could have won that game um had we shown that attacking sort of uh, inventiveness that we had in the previous three games? You know, Watford, we looked like scoring plenty. Forest, we create loads of chances, didn't we? But obviously at the back, we were conceding. So it's one of those, I was disappointed, but now I think about it and think if we can pick up a win in the next two, then it'll probably yeah. look like a better point than it was at the time.
1: That's always a thing, isn't it? When you, when you have these games, you look at them in blocks and you think, you know, if we can get four points out of the week, the week's fixtures, then it, then it looks okay. That, that's the key, isn't it, really?
2: Oh, so yes, yeah, spot on. That's what I thought. Out of these three games, if you can get four points, I'd be, mm. I'd be pretty buzzing with that, to be fair. Because um, then we go into a run of fixtures after Norwich where uh, we need to pick up, you know, a, a big haul of, of wins,
1: really. Yeah, definitely. No, those, those fixtures look, look really important. Um, how are you feeling about it, Dave, from Friday? Very much the same, to be honest, as what Ross has said there.
3: I mean, it just felt another one like Barnsley probably should have picked yeah. up some points at Barnsley, um, you know, against Barnsley. And also this this fixture probably should have walked away with three points, even though they both had, you know, both teams had chances to, to settle it, really. Um, but a bit disappointing, especially at home. It just felt like... We, we probably needed to grab some points there, um, but we'll take the one. We'll move on. Yeah. I don't think it was by any means a terrible performance. I just think that the game didn't lend itself really to uh, that sort of high-tempo, end-to-end game that we have perhaps seen against Watford and, and other fixtures, really. It was quite dull, and it missed yeah, out well, the yeah. uh, midfield at, at times, and the midfield couldn't really get into it. Amair was quite quiet, and I don't think that would be the case in a, a lot of... Um, fixtures that we see going forward but i think mark robbins tried to change something on 60 and that was a plus he usually waits till the 89th minute to make a substitute yeah. so i was quite happy to see him making some uh changes early on
1: yeah and just looking into the game in a little bit more detail um dave what were the what were the stats like for the game yeah, it's pretty much even Stevens. Obviously, the score,
3: 0 0 was uh, yeah. is, uh, the most important. But yeah, total shots was we had six, they had seven, um, one on target for us and two for them. The possession was 52 and 48. So it was really, if you look the first 15 minutes, we were about 75% possession. Uh, percent possession. Uh, that mm-hmm. obviously dropped off. Um, and then ev- everything count was pretty even, even towards offsides, corners, and. And cards. So yeah, a very even game, and I think they probably only had a couple of chances to nick it, and and so did we.
1: Yeah, yeah, very, uh, very even on the night. Um, and obviously, Mark Robbins sort of changed the system slightly. Ross, um, what did you make of the the team selection?
2: Well, I think obviously going into the international break, we we were obviously all disappointed that we hadn't sort of picked up the points that I think our performances deserved especially nottingham forest and and then watford you know really a minimum we should have got two points from those and you know two sort of moments of madness really cost us um so i I feel like it was an interesting one to know whether the changes would have been sort of tactically rather than sort of a formation change Mm. i I guess um i guess at the time and my immediate thing was because obviously it's all about you you know when you support a team it's all about goals and scoring goals so I, i i guess i looked at it initially and thought oh We've gone to one up top when I felt like two up top had been yeah. causing a lot of trouble. Um, so I guess I initially was a bit like, "Oh," but then I, I was sort of interested to see how four at the back would cope and whether that would make us look more solid. I think having Kelly in there and having that sort of what looked like a packed sort of midfield, I thought would hopefully help our sort of possession style that we've never really been able to sort of quite get to gri- uh, sort of grips on uh, this season. But I felt like obviously we, you know, and obviously as Dave was saying with the stats, we, we obviously lost something in attack. Yeah. Um, that we that we had in the previous games.
1: Yeah, definitely. And with that four at the back, did you feel like he had to sort of shoehorn um, Dabo in a little bit because he didn't seem like he was really fully match fit, did he? But obviously, to play in that four, you you, you know he's probably the only right back we've really got.
2: Well, obviously, yeah, and obviously the hearing over the international break, the sort of. The, the frustrating news Matt DaCosta obviously you know having an yeah. injury again when he sort of was flirting, you know, coming on a couple of times for just a couple of minutes. Um, I feel like, obviously, as Robin said in his post-match uh, comments, Dabo's having to get fit through playing. I feel like he's, cause he's he's sort of played one game and then he's obviously been injured again. So he's never been able to put a run of games together. I feel like once he does that, we all know what he's capable of. Uh, he's a terrific player. But I feel like, I guess, going as the fullback, back CE, obviously... Um, yeah, he obviously wanted to get him playing so he can get those minutes in his legs. I feel like Giles was a bit unlucky to to miss out. Um, but again, if you want to get Dabo up to speed, if the only way he's going to get up to speed is through playing, then I guess I guess that's what we've got to do.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and Dave, you mentioned we had quite a lot of possession early on. We we, we started quite brightly in the game, didn't we?
3: Yeah, we really did. We, we were fizzing it around. Um, we played with a, a nice tempo, I felt. Um, we didn't look overly like the... One up front was affecting us. We did actually seem to play football and go up as a unit, um, but that really drastically changed during the game, I think. But starting off, it looked really positive and Birmingham were on the back foot and I actually thought this, you know, this could be, we're going to get something here.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and there weren't sort of a huge amount of chances, as he said, for either side. But Walker was making some quite run, good runs in behind, and he he made quite a good run uh, behind the defence. And Everidge did quite well, didn't he, Ross, to sort of block the block the shot.
2: Uh, he did, and and like David was saying, I think that first twenty minutes, I agree. I, I felt like, ah, oh, this is good. We were looking confident on the yeah. ball kelly was sort of dropping in if needed if the sort of pushed up and there was a couple of nice balls sort of played through wasn't there Sheaf? i think played a nice one through and it looked like walker was sort of going to get in before that that sort of opportunity and then obviously the one you're talking about where he he sort of chinned it i feel like mm-hmm. did well but i feel like had he got any more on it i think i think it goes past him and i think yeah. after he scores um so i feel like he did he did really well in that instance walker had he managed to Get any other sort of different type of contact? It might have actually. I think it might have gone in. But um, like David said, you know, we, we in the first twenty minutes, I felt like we threatened. And Walker looked always lively, didn't he? He was always on the last defender. Yeah. Um, and he timed his runs ever so well. We just then after the twenty minutes, we just seemed to lose our, our way a little bit. We we couldn't. He then started appearing slightly isolated. There wasn't enough support for him. Um, but in that instance, yeah, that was that was well the closest we came in the first half, wasn't it for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. And Ross, what did you make of Sheath's performance? Because you know he he had a couple of shaky moments in that first half, didn't he?
2: I mean, you know, I think I think as obviously as coffee fans, it's 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 never easy to watch. You know, when when you're sort of playing around, but there was a couple of moments where because Birmingham stood off us, didn't they? They didn't they didn't press us like other teams have this season. Yeah, and obviously we've we've, we've we've sort of other teams have caused us problems, and we've caused ourselves problems when teams are sort of. Really pressed us. I think of Blackburn, I think of Barnsley, you know, and, and we sort of, it's almost like we're rushed. Whereas it felt like Birmingham were very happy to not press us until we got to like the halfway line. And mm. a couple of times, as you say, Sheaf had it. And I, I, just it just seems to just take an age to, you know, to, to pass the ball. um But no, I think on the whole, I, I, I've been really impressed with them in the last three games. Um, I feel like it was sort of, it wasn't his, his greatest performance. I don't think it was as good as the other three had played. Obviously, it was a slightly different formation. Yeah. He was playing with Kelly, wasn't he, instead of uh, Hamer this time. Um, so, I, I felt like he did, he did well. And I think I can definitely see a player in there. I feel like once he, you know, finds that consistency, I,
1: I think he will be a big player for us. Yeah. And Dave, you're pretty adamant that he had a good game the other night, aren't you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a lots. Of, like, I think out of everyone, um, you know, I know Walker walked off with the man of the match, which was you know it was like you know tallest sort of uh, shortest straw if if you like really because there wasn't really anyone that really showed. In, in fact, Morosi probably um, was a you know match winning uh, match saving save I would say. Um, yeah. But I think Sheaf's played really, really well. I agree is exactly what Ross said. That you know, last couple of games, he's looked really, really good. But he did play some balls through. And it was just a bit of a shame for me that he was in the middle of the park with Kelly in mm. what I thought would have been a 4-4-2. And actually, because we went to that lone striker, Kelly... Sheaf and and even Amair at times, because he was out on the right, was just they were completely in the wilderness, really, and the game passed them by. And that was because we were forced to play long from the back for quite a lot of times.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It didn't feel like we utilised Hamer very well, did it, the other night? He was a little bit isolated on the right. Yeah, exactly. And Sheaf had got on the ball a lot in previous games. Um, I've,
3: I've been really impressed with his ball playing abilities. Actually, mm. we we always he was touted as a bit of a defensive uh, player, but he showed exactly probably his, you know, he's honed his skills under Arsene Wenger and the Arsenal Academy because there were so many times in those last two fixtures that he played it out wide with just, you know, he didn't, it seemed seamless to him, easy, that he was just playing football. And sometimes I think some of our other players, it looks a bit fought out. They Mm. they sort of, you can tell they're thinking about what they're doing. I think it comes completely naturally to Sheaf. And I think that you can see that he's had that, really um, drilled into him on on the training pitch at a, you know, a Premiership club.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, something you just touched on there, Dave, was the the terrific save from Marco Morosi. And Jukovic did have a couple of decent chances in the game, didn't he, and possibly could have won it for them if it wasn't for Morosi tipping onto the bar.
3: Yeah, I mean, we know about him all too well, don't we? And uh, he's a player that really... He's always going to have a couple of chances. He's always going to be a handful. He's strong. He's physical. He makes space. He's such an experienced head that he seems to be able to, you know, ghost into the box without people knowing. So, He's a very experienced player. He's not going to go 90 minutes without having a chance. And I think he was, yeah, at times very unlucky. But also, I think he's that type of striker that he does need a few chances. Mm. I mean, Sky commentators seem to suggest that give him one and he'll score. Well, we gave him three and he didn't. And he has always been that sort of striker for me that's not prolific enough because he doesn't put away enough chances. And fortunately, on the night, he he lived up to that sort of... um, opinion of mine
1: yeah did you lad see the video that the club put up with the slow motion save and Duke clattering into the post yeah it's quite, I don't know over. about you but I, I just kept winding it back just to watch it over and over again and it and found, why did I find it entertaining seeing the player clatter into the post I don't know because I actually like Lucas I Super think pitch. yeah but I think <laughs> that's probably what it is because you just like that is football
3: we haven't seen mental yeah you know we haven't seen football obviously live and that the I noise think that was a glimpse of like what these lads go you know go through to try and get three points and he literally put everything on yeah. the line he but, didn't you know he didn't know where he was did he and he, he went No, it.
2: You, you could hear it couldn't you as well yeah. on the tv i feel like that was something that you wouldn't necessarily normally hear all the time if you had like you know a, you know a big atmosphere going on and yeah it did it sounded pretty painful yeah, exactly. to be fair you know
1: yeah makes it a little bit more dramatic when it's quiet <laughs> in the ground because hyam yeah. had one didn't he the other week as well when he clattered into the post oh yeah,
2: yeah. wasn't it yeah
1: the line yeah and he um, yeah that was uh, that was brutal as well <laughs> yeah there right in his midriff um, yeah it wasn't wasn't a great second half really was it Ross um, but obviously Robbins did make some changes um, what did you think about the changes he made he obviously what Bjarne and Ostergaard on
2: well that, to be fair they were the changes I wanted I, I felt like we needed a second striker um, and obviously to maybe try and get Dabo and you know and the, and the wing backs up and try and find that sort of creative spark that we had had in the previous games <laughs> I think on the point David was saying about the, the midfield, I actually agree, and I feel like I don't know what you know what, what you guys think, but I sort of was watching it feel like the midfield players we had, they all like I feel like they're they're all comfortable on the ball. I feel like Kelly Sheaf and Hamer. It's almost like they want to sort of be the one with the ball with the options in front of them, rather than necessarily being those midfielders yeah. running and running sort of in behind. Like I feel like Jamie Allen, for example,
0: hmm.
2: he, he likes to make those sort of runs from deep you know, beyond the striker, And obviously, Shipley, you know, like tries to do that as well. I felt like we almost just felt like we... Because obviously, we play this sort of, sort of you know, tick attacker style in the midfield. I feel like we all had... We had three midfielders, Kelly, um, Sheaf and Hamer, who all just wanted to sort of almost be like sort of goal side, you know, yeah, ball, be, yeah. and be on the ball rather than... So we had no options and no support at all for, for Walker. So I felt the changes were right. I wanted to see Biamu. I mean, someone... I mean, I love... Uh, Max to be fair and you know considering he looked like he was out in the cold to have played 390 minutes before Friday I feel like he just causes a handful and he he, he sort of gives them something to think about and allow Walker to hopefully get on the end of you know get on the end of something like he did for his goal against Watford and I think Ostergaard well again you know for the change of shape we needed another centre-back on didn't we
1: yeah absolutely um and Dave, what do you think we could have possibly done differently to try and win that game? Because we always talk about some of the players we have on the bench, like Papaga, for example, who is obviously very exciting. You know, could Robbins have thought about maybe bringing him on and just, just you know, really go for it and, and try and get the three points rather than just settle for the one?
3: I think it's down to individual performances. I mean, Robbins sends the players out on the pitch to play, but he doesn't play the game. And I And I think it was frustrating for me because O'Hare sat quite deep as well. Um, of course, Amir was on the right, so he was out a bit out of it. And But I just feel that we could have played our football. I don't think we played it enough. I don't think we played that style that we can play where we go up the pitch as a unit. I think we played long at times. I think we were at times a bit sloppy. Um, especially play him out from from the back again. At, at times, we just it seemed to invite that pressure. But it's very difficult. I mean, it's I'm looking back now. It, it was Friday, and obviously it's been two days past, and it wasn't the most memorable. And I'm trying to remember some moments that were actually, yeah. you know glimmers of, of. But it just seemed to pass by. It, it, it was just one of those games that. It wasn't even in the air. it's just very odd. Nothing really happened and I just think that I would have liked to have seen us play football more mm. in terms of not having to go long to Walker. I would have liked to have seen O'Hare had a had a better game and, and actually, I felt that he probably should have um you know maybe come you know come off a, a switch up with Allen. perhaps I'm not mm. sure it would have been the game for um will papaga. I think that might be to introduce him when um and it's probably going to be a rarity but the points are perhaps near enough sewn up um you know if there was a game perhaps where we're tuned it up and there's 10 minutes to go that would be the perfect we can only dream dave yeah exactly yeah (laughs) um but if we're ever in that situation uh this side of may then um Yeah. yeah that would be the time for me to get Parker on because I just think that I don't want to bring him on when it's nil nil and there's pressure to get a to get a goal even mm. though I think he's more than it looks more than comfortable to handle that pressure.
1: Yeah, possibly, possibly that run of games in December where I mean, you know, Robbins keeps saying there's no easy games, but the, the slightly easier games where we need to get three points, perhaps a chance for him then
3: yeah no exactly and i just think he's one of those players that it's a benefit that he's on the bench it's a benefit that he's around the senior setup he's obviously training with the first team now week in week out it's a big step up from not just league one of course but from him from under 23s which is you know almost reserve football and not that many senior pros around that so i think it's just it's important for him to to know what it's like to be in a senior changing room to be around that to be on the you know on the go every sort of day if that makes sense training uh, and I just think that that's going to help him no end
1: yeah definitely
3: um, I'm going to get a man of the match from you both I'll go to you first Ross
2: I uh, so I'm going to give uh, I'm actually gonna give my man of the match to Dom Hyam I, I think he's been I'd say our best player See, Like I don't think mm. he's put a foot, foot wrong in any, in any game he's played out of all our centre-backs I, I think um you know, there was obviously this real big hype, you know, with Ostergaard. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of friends who were like, oh, yeah, he's going to be, he's absolutely brilliant. I, I actually feel like Haim is the one, I, I think he's been absolutely, I don't think he put a foot wrong again in the back. He looks you know, in the back solid, door. doesn't he? He looks yeah. so solid. And I, I feel like he, I would say him and Fads have been mm. our best two centre-backs, which wouldn't necessarily have been my prediction at the start of the season. Yeah, completely I, I think, agree with that. And. Yeah. I, uh, so I feel like oh, I would give it to Higham. you know, obviously I think Morosi deserves a big obviously shout out for keeping us in. But I feel like Higham just again, I never I never panic with with Higham. I always yeah. just think I feel like he's just under control and you know, fair, Yeah, yeah, so actually he gets my man of the match, I think.
1: Yeah. I think with Hyam for me, he he almost slips under the radar in the sense of I just expect like a you know an eight out of ten performance every week from him. We said and, the same last season, didn't we? Yeah. But so he I never you know, got
3: man of the match because he was yeah. just Completely consistent, and he's he's made that step up, and he's done exactly the same this season, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's like, a solid seven, seven and a half eight
1: Yeah, I don't him. I don't always think oh Hyam's man of the match because he doesn't. It's never a surprise that he's had a good game. He's just always you know he's always there. He's always solid, like you say. He's he's a brilliant foot you know footballing ability playing he's out from the def- back.
2: He's a good defender as well, isn't he? And- yeah. And I mean, he's also, I think he always goes under the radar. A bit like, say, Jordan Shipley sometimes. People sort of forget about him because he's he's always part of the first, you know, this is his mm. fourth season. Yeah, word. he's you probably know, one of our you know,
1: longest serving players, it, I'd say, now, you know, isn't he?
2: he? Him, Liam Kelly and Biamu all signed in League Two. Yeah, and and, and, they're, and they're still there. So I feel like he's just someone, whereas obviously in the summer there was, you know, all these rumours about Michael Rose going somewhere. And I feel like he just, like you said, he just slips under the radar of seemingly everybody, you know, even the media, you know, in terms of his good performances. And yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I, I think he was just
1: solid again. Like, he just didn't do anything wrong, I think. Yeah, definitely. What were your thoughts, Dave, around Man of the Match?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, Ross. lost am uh, had a, a really good game and he does go under the radar. I think the fact that we sometimes talk about Ostergaard, for me, you know, he came into the fold. Okay, he's an international. and But I, I think from playing out the back, I actually think Ostergaard gives the ball. I think he's quite wasteful with the ball. Mm-hmm. He does try to play these sort of, you know... Um, Balls up the line, and they always seem to be getting cut out. And it's interesting we say about Hyam because we, we, I don't ever remember him really doing that. I'm not saying he never gives a ball away, but he always seems to be sort of, you know, consistent and and not not doing any of those those sort mm. of mistakes. And I think that's probably why we don't speak about him as much. Um, it's just Morosi for me to be switched off that whole game and not have anything to really do, to then be called into action really late on in the game and make that reactive save. I think for me, it, it, it's enough. You know, if a striker scores on the 89th minute, he probably gets man of the match. And therefore, if a goalkeeper makes a save that keeps you in, in the game and, and saves a point, then probably equally should get man of the match. So I'm going to go with Morosi because although he didn't have anything to do for majority of the game, I think to be sharp and get, you know, save that one from, you know, keeping out an exact a goal, really, it was, um, yeah big save you're listening to sky blues
0: extra
1: we're now going to move on and preview the cardiff game on wednesday evening um it's another home game dave um cardiff you know decent decent side at this level but probably a game we want to go out and go for the three points don't we
3: yeah exactly it's just a real shame isn't it we spoke before we came on air about the fact that Perhaps the uh, we would have all liked to have gone to the old Ninian Park. I never made it there, and and of course now they've got a new stadium. It's just it's it's a shame that again we speak about this every week, but fans aren't able to um to to you know actually attend matches at the moment. But Cardiff are a a, a great side, really. Let's be honest, yeah. they're they're a solid solid Championship team, um, and you would expect them to be picking up enough points to be more than safe this year. Um, And they've actually, you know, flirted with the Premier League on on Mm. a couple of occasions. Um, And they did have some big injection of cash, didn't they, going back a few seasons when you think of Solskjaer when he was sort of cutting his teeth as a a manager. But at the same time, these are the games that we've got to, well, every game is. We've just got to go and put our best foot forward. We know that we've got the ability to pick up points on on the road and I think yeah we just need to put in a much more solid performance and and hopefully you know we we changed the formation this week and it was more solid we looked defensively a bit shaky at times but generally we didn't have any issues and I think that's the first and foremost don't get beat and I think we've been too easy to beat this season um, and I know there's been a lot of criticism for perhaps we've not got enough goals in the team but you know if you keep clean sheets you only need a couple of goals a game to win games but if you keep letting three or four in it's going to be absolutely impossible isn't it to score five yeah. against some of these championships you know? so for me I think it's a matter of being defensively solid uh, and then try and nick one especially away from home
1: yeah as you say you know cardiff i think it's season before last they were they were in the premier league um they finished fifth last season lost in the playoff semi-final to fulham so you know clearly a good side at this level um but they've they've not been in the best of form over the last sort of five games have they ross
2: no i mean they've actually only won one game more than we have this season mm, yeah they've yeah. only won three games obviously you know, everyone looks at sort of obviously the total points tally, but it we've obviously just lost too many games when we could have probably should have got draws or or even wins. Uh, They're not been in the best form Cardiff. I think they are, well, one of my good friends is a a Cardiff fan. And I feel like he just maybe feels a bit like we do in the fact that I don't feel like we're far away from actually things clicking and seeing the rewards that we should have. And I feel like Cardiff have sort of gone under the radar. I don't think a lot of, you know, other media and, you know, podcast teams and put it's already talking about them because what they're down in 15th at the moment. Um, and I, I feel like they've got some good threats. You know, they've got Harry Wilson. You know, he's obviously a, a, a top player. And yeah, I, I think they're a team who a bit like last season. They they were sort of out of it for a long time, and then Neil Warnock went. They brought in Neil Harris, and then they sort yeah. of yeah you know, they went on a really good run. And obviously, to, You know, they got into the playoffs, and then obviously they lost to Fulham in the semi final. But I, I think it'll be um it's going to be an interesting game. We'd you a win against them. That's for sure
1: yeah we certainly are. um you mentioned there uh, Neil Harris, obviously their manager. I think he's built quite a sort of aggressive team um they've got you know a bit of a nasty streak about them, and I think what, looking at some of their stats from this season, this reflected a little bit, isn't it, Dave?
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if there's ever a game to try and get some totting up of yellow cards, this is certainly (laughs) going to be it. And that's important to get O'Hare on the ball. Um, You know, we can expect to see O'Hare getting brought down probably eight to ten times Mm. this this game because they are the second highest in fouls, um, the third highest in making uh, tackles um so it looks to me that they're very physical very in in your, in your sort of face and they're very lucky to salvage a point against neil harris's former side obviously millwall yeah. that weekend and again that just goes to show i spoke to a friend also as ross said and this time a millwall fan and he was he said that millwall were a frustrating team because they just you know actually should have closed that game out a lot earlier on and cardiff managed to nick something but he said that there wasn't much from them coming coming forward, so of course there's um, it's going to be a difficult game. Always away from home, but I think it's going to be a little bit easier, perhaps, without the fans inside the ground.
1: Yeah, so a good builder bet for Wednesday be uh, bookings then, Dave. Would that be would that be your tip?
3: Yeah, and and probably both teams to score given yeah. our uh, defensive records this season but there's a couple of players that we you know you want to sort of keep an eye out really um i'd say Kiefer Moore is is a strong tool forward so a bit mm. like Djukovic mold um and we're going to have to get on him earlier off and, and and sort of make sure that we you know are protecting mirosi and, and the rest of the back four or five. Let's let's see what Robbins goes with. And of course, we all know about Junior Hoylet. um Yeah, obviously he's a, quality, a lot older yeah. now, but um, he's still very pacey, very tricky. And it's one of those. If we play that high line again, he's going to be someone that's certainly going to be looking to get behind the defence and, um, uh, and and score.
1: Yeah, and Ross, what can we expect from Cardiff sort of tactically? How do they set up their, their team?
3: Well, see, so, so actually
2: on on Saturday they actually went for a four four two, and they and they, they seem to sort of ro- rotate between having one striker, Kiefer Moore, as David said, or having him and uh, this uh, Glatzel and going for a two up front. I think they're a very physical side. Um, I my my friend says he could be wrong. He thinks they might go for a, the the team that finished the game against Millwall when they were sort of getting into the game a bit more, which is a four two three one, and having Harry Wilson more central and having Hoylett or Jacob, Mur- um, Josh Murphy, sorry, um, on, on the wings, or this Ojo they've got on loan. Yeah. Um, I feel like so they'll probably go four-two-three-one. I, I think that I think they're a physical side. I think like David said, we need to get O'Hare on the ball. I think if we try and go toe to toe physically, I, th- I think I think they I think they boss most games. Um, you know, they've got you know you look at their centre backs uh, Morrison uh, Nelson. They I, I think their weakness is is movement and pace. Mm. And, and sort of you know, runs in behind, rather than, you know, I, I guess you could look at it and think, actually, yeah, let's lob Max Biamu one and and then sort of go toe to toe. But I think I think that plays into their hands. Mm. Um, so in terms of formation, it'd probably be either a four two three one or a four four two from my sort of <laughs> gathering of information. Um, but who knows? Neil Harry seems to change it up based on the opposition. It seems.
1: Yeah, and and how do you think we'll we'll sort of set up for this one, Dave?
3: It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because being knowing that they are going to be probably going to be trying to boss out the midfield, and that's I think we got to pack that midfield. Um, I think he'll probably go one up top again to start off with, um, but we're not sure on the fitness of perhaps Godden. Is he going to be coming back into the fold? I'm not sure how long he's going to be out for. Mm. I just think that it 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 would be a shame if we don't go two up top um, mm. with perhaps one of the attacking options behind. Because although they're going to try and boss the midfield, I just think that we're going to have to. We need we need some outlets, and I think all too often at, at the Birmingham fixture we just we missed out the midfield totally because there was just wasn't enough space. Um, and I, I just think that we need to be more attacking minded and have that you know O'Hare perhaps playing off the off the back of the strikers. So I would like to see him set up probably with. Uh, the wing backs. That's been. Um, although we've struggled at times this season, I think we need to be a bit more attacking.
2: I do. Well, let's go and get the first goal. I mean, how many times have we scored the yeah. first goal this season? Twice, Swansea and Reading, and all yeah. the other times we've we've gone behind in games. And I, exactly. I feel like so out of what we there's been two nil nils. So out of um, ten matches this season, we've only scored the first goal t- twice out of ten ten matches. Uh, I think going behind uh, and Cardiff, and this is where I think the key is the first goal of the game. I think, yeah. I, I think yeah. I, I, if we take the lead against Birmingham in the first 20 minutes, they've got to come out. I think it plays into our hands. I, I think we win the game. Yeah. Um, but obviously if they scored they... Birmingham
3: this weekend, this, sorry, on Friday, they once they got past that 15, 20-minute patch where they just couldn't even get a look in and we hadn't scored, that was when they started to grow in confidence, wasn't it? And I think if, had we have hit them like you say earlier on, we probably would have seen that... Uh, they, you know, not heads go down, but it, it, they've, they've obviously conceded a lot this season. The same as Cardiff. If, if they start to get behind early on, they, they're going to probably be um, up against it and trying to pull themselves out of a hole.
1: And I'll take a, a score prediction from both of you. I'll go to you first, Dave. It's a tough one, isn't it? Uh,
3: I mean, I know what I want. Obviously, we want three <laughs> points on the head over, on the Head throws. and heart,
1: Dave. Head and heart.
3: But um, I can definitely see us getting something from the game, but I think I think this actually will be another cagey sort of tight game, and I can only see a couple of goals if if that in it. But I think I think the Sky Blues can go away and get a one-nil win.
1: I'll take that all day long. Ross, what are your thoughts on the score prediction?
3: Oh, it's a,
2: yeah, it's the same. It's a, it's a tough one. I'm a, I, I look at this game a bit like I look at the I don't know the Reading game. Like uh, I think a dangerous team, but I, I'm going to go 2-1, 2-1. I don't think. I think we will concede, but I think if we, if we go out a bit more offensive, I think we could get a couple of goals.
0: You're listening to Sky Blues Extra.
1: The Sky Blues will travel to Norwich on Saturday uh, for another, another tricky tie. Um, obviously, Norwich, who came down from the Premier League last season. Um, this looks like a really tough one, doesn't it, Dave? Yeah, I mean, you just got to look at some of the signings that they've
3: made. You know, Jordan Highgill, uh, he- I think it is. I don't know who Gill. Um, Three million. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm not even going to attempt to say the next guy's name, but placetta two point eight five million, and uh, Dow from Everton at two million. So that you know, they've spent money. Even yeah, adding Dow. to
1: adding to an already pretty good squad as well. Exactly. I think
3: that I think Norwich fans were probably quite surprised that they were able to keep hold of perhaps you know Pookie, for example yeah. uh, players like that and that they weren't having to to get rid so they've got a really solid squad and like you say they already added to that to to make them a bit more championship proof uh, I guess so it, it's going to be a really really tough game and yeah. their tails are massively up at the moment mm. I mean, they are flying and they seem to have a will uh, a, a will of able to just make wins um yeah they've not particularly played that well in a lot of games and from looking at some of the other fan channels and stuff they actually haven't been that prolific they've not been battering teams like you would expect and running away but they're just doing enough and that quality perhaps towards the end of 80 90 minutes they they can keep going and they've got, got those players of course that can come up with one little glimmer yeah. of something and, and change a whole game and that seems to be what they're doing so mm. it, it, it is a very tough game you know they're currently first in the league they've last five fixtures have just been outrageous and and daniel Fark is is a you know a well um trained at this this level and he's he's done it before hasn't
1: he yeah absolutely um is that something we can take heart from, though, Ross, in the fact that they're not—they're not, you know, battering teams. They're—they narrowly, you know, they've one nils, two ones. I know they only narrowly beat Wickham the other week. So, is that something we can take heart from that if we can, you know, create some chances that that we might have a chance of of getting something?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think Norwich are was a bit like what we were last season. Yeah, we didn't really blow teams away. did mm. we? there's quite a lot of one nils, especially in that sort of key run. And they are doing enough. I think they've got that defensively. They're good, but I think there's a lot of Positives that we can take. The Watford game, for example, you know, a team again. You look at their team; they've got they, you know, didn't you know, Deeney, They didn't lose many players. You know, we scored two goals and, and looked like we could have scored three or four. We should have scored in the first half. And so I, I think it's a game where I think Wednesday is a game which you know, if we can get a win on Wednesday, then then you go to Saturday and you think well. It's almost like a free hit. Let's let's go playoff football. Yeah, I was going to
3: say that. Do you think Robin sees it as that way? And do you think the players pressurise, you know, pressure-wise? Sorry, feel that way. Do you think that they felt have to get something against Birmingham? They're going to be in and around us. Probably have to try and get something at Cardiff because of how they've started the season. But Norwich, you're not expecting mm. to be to be um, picking up points. I are think.
1: You? I think if we if we get a result in the if we win in the week. I think it takes the pressure off completely. Of Saturday, yeah. I think we go there and it it does not matter what happens on Saturday. If we get a point in the week, there is a bit of pressure on Saturday because, you know, like when you look at the table, you know we could quite easily be in the bottom three going yeah. to Norwich, and then, you know, you can't be going somewhere like that and not not trying to then get a result. So, like you said, I think I think Wednesday's a massive game in that respect. You know, if we if we win on Wednesday, it takes a little bit of pressure off, and then we can go and enjoy the game away at Norwich. Um, and then just looking at um, Norwich sort of tactically, um, how would you expect them to set up against us, Ross?
2: Um, well, in terms of, I, I think they're sort of set up. I've, you know, they've obviously got a very technical team. Um, mm. You know, four-two-three-one. I believe is also their their sort of preferred style. They've obviously got, uh, you know, they've got very, they've got very good players. As um, as David was saying, I mean, you look, you know, Todd Cantwell. You know, but there's all these players. There were that Buendia. Uh, obviously, their Max Aaron's was you know obviously rumoured with Barcelona, and you know Sam McCallum can't even isn't even their squad. You know it just shows I guess the that sort of gulf and the sort of depth that they've got. Um, but I you know like, as you said, I think it's gonna be a very very sort of tough game. Um, you know they, they they know they know how to win. They've got attacking players and, and technical players. I think that's the thing that they, they are they're very confident on the ball, aren't they? You know having had that yeah. Premier League experience, and I think it's gonna be one of those where. We need to be, yeah. We we need to be tactically and defensively sound. I think because otherwise, very disciplined, things, isn't it? It's going to have to be a
3: really disciplined performance from the Sky Blues. I mean, you look at their possession, and they they've got the highest possession, fifty eight point three percent of yeah. of any other team in the league, and shots per game, eighteen point one. Again, the highest. So. They obviously we've said that they've not been blowing teams away but they obviously create a lot of chances and they can and, dominate games can't they and dominate games and and that can be quite frustrating i think that players such as um Amer, of course is you know if he's not on the ball he's one that can get a little bit frustrated can't he and O'Hare if if he's not on the ball can also go missing i think at times so it's discipline isn't it and it's it's holding on for that one chance. We mentioned how Morosi was able to concentrate for 85 minutes and come out with a save. We need our forward players to do exactly the same, don't we? Because they're probably going to be few and far between in the amount of possession and touches they got.
1: Yeah. I and mean, then just thinking about how we're going to sort of line up for this one. I, I don't know if you boys know, but I mean, is McCallum allowed to play in well, this one?
2: I was going to ask that exact question. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I
1: would say no, wouldn't you? Usually, this, yeah. usually not. So, I guess that, you know, that I mean, I guess Dabo then and then um, Giles on the left, you'd imagine, really.
3: Yeah, and therefore, you know, you may see that Dabo plays a bit of a lesser role on, on Wednesday evening with yeah. uh, knowing that he's going to have to on, point, yeah. play perhaps 90 minutes then on against Norwich. So it, it's interesting. I mean, I'm sure um, people on Twitter will, will let us know and, and, and do, you know, do let us know in the comments. But I, I think that that... It like, likely is that he wouldn't be able to play, um, I would imagine. I think it would be very strange, would
1: it, for someone to... Yeah, to, to play. and if he does play, they'll know he's got a left foot unlike every other team we've played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't know a lot he of won't him. be allowed to cut in against Norwich, that's for sure.
2: Oh No, 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 not at all. Not Yeah, not like he did against Reading where they just yeah. seem to be like, oh, he's on his weak foot, that's Yeah, fine. A bit, that'd fine. A, He can strike yeah. it from 25 yards. Um, but to know, I, it makes me also wonder whether... <laughs> you know, you guys might disagree, whether, if it is going to be Giles, whether he'd rather have him as a wing back again, you know, in a back five rather than a back four. would think so, yeah. Norwich, you know, because I feel like, I feel like Giles is more a winger turned wing back rather than a back turned wingback. 100
3: Yeah, uh, he is. I mean, I think, I don't know his career, but I think you would say that he's probably come back, hasn't he? A lot of wingers and uh, that happens, doesn't it? And, well, Shrewsbury and he, he was a winger, wasn't he? Last year, Yeah. Well, mainly. He was he's
2: playing like, really far forward for Shrewsbury, yeah, yeah against so us. I just wonder whether in a back four could it you know it might be exploited a bit more and whether Robbins then wants to go to a back five but then having said that when we went to a back five against Birmingham that's when we actually conceded that you know a couple of key chances so you know it's a bit of it's a toss up really isn't it tactically. Yeah. He still,
3: he'd really want to pack out the defense though don't you against Norwich. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah. he'd probably want that free that free man um either Fads or um Ostergaard or yeah. whoever it may be but I think he'd want that extra
1: defender I think and I think, I think yeah. you're right he's going to have to, really, because we yeah. don't we don't really have another left-back, do we? An out and out left-back apart from McCallum. No. I don't well, know if Costa yeah. can play there, but is he fit? Uh, yeah, exactly.
2: It sounded like he was going to be, uh, well, a couple of weeks, didn't he? So he he'd probably miss it, I imagine. So, yeah, it probably will be a back five against Norwich. Uh, Wednesday's a bit more of a unknown, I think, formation. Mm. Like you said, David, uh, it's one of those where I think you'd deep down be disappointed if we didn't start with two up top. Again, Godden... If Godden's fit, does he go two up top? We're, because we've not seen. We, I don't think Robinson's been able to play his strongest eleven yet. He's well, that's a shame, isn't
3: it? We've wanted to see Godden and Walker obviously up front. Yeah. I think we saw it for a very small period before he got um, come off injured. Was it? Um, what fun was of, it? Like, the game, and and of course, you know, we've also talked about Sheaf and Kelly, but I don't think we've seen them in a, um, you know, in a team where they've perhaps had more in front of them uh, with, with the two up top. Um, so it would be interesting wouldn't it to see if, if that's what he, he goes with but I, I definitely think it's a shame that he hasn't been able to play as his, his solid 11 and I, I'm not sure he still knows what that is to be honest
1: yeah hopefully at some point we'll, we'll see it this season
3: hopefully yeah hopefully.
1: <laughs> um, score predictions Dave
3: I mean it, you've, the, the most optimistic of Coventry fans would be saying that the, the the best we could get a draw. It could be one of those Coventry performances where we soak up a lot of pressure, nick a win, and and a bit like we've you know going into the Reading game, we've, we we thought, and the Watford game, we didn't have a hope. And Watford, I think, was one of our best performances yeah. of, of the season, yeah. although we were defensively naive at times. To be up against you know hundreds of millions of pounds and to put in a performance like that, I think, was fantastic. And perhaps that's what Perhaps what the squad needs to to play in a game where they're perhaps not expected to to pick up points, the pressure might be off a little bit, and that can help yeah, them, um, yeah. you know, go in and try and put in a solid performance. But I think if if I was optimistic, it'd be great to pick up a point. Um, but I think it likely just keeping it to, it sounds awful to say, keeping it to an, not an embarrassing level. But yeah, <laughs> we don't want to be Norwich's first. Uh, you know, hammering of the season and a catalyst for them to to perhaps, you know, go on and win the league by 10, 15 points or something.
2: Yeah. How do you see it, Ross? I mean, so, yeah, it's hard to yeah disagree with that. I think, you know, the head definitely thinks it is going to be a tough game. I mean, the season's not going to be defined on a way at Norwich, is it? So, uh, I'll i be optimistic and go for a draw. I'll go one all, but I think, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if we lost, you know, 2-0 or, or, or something like that. But I'll go for a draw. I'll I'll, I'll maybe hope that because I, maybe they'll sit off us a little bit more in terms of because Watford didn't press, did they? And I feel like mm-hmm. we almost we then grew into the game against Watford and felt like, OK, all right, fine. Obviously, when they've got the ball, they're a different level to some of the other teams we've played. And I guess that would be the same with Norwich. Um, but maybe if we can be a bit sort of smarter defensively, I think that's the one thing we've sort of lacked this season, just been mm. be a bit naive. And I think we've not been very streetwise. Uh, you see other teams always fouling O'Hare cynically, and they sort of share the fouls around. Yeah. And we, exactly. we just seem to let people run off us and just we, we we haven't got that sort of streetwise dirty side to us where we just sort of go, actually, you know what? Take the foul here. I remember Bournemouth did it brilliantly against us. They spread the fouls around yeah. the whole team so that no one ever seemed to have a yellow card because they just no. he was like, oh, I've done the foul. It's your turn to trip O'Hare up or Dabo up or whatever it might be. Um, and I feel like we, we've sort of lacked that a little bit um, and game management, I think is if we can sort out our game management, I think we'll start seeing a big turn in results. I think
1: mm,
3: definitely. my worry would be that if we, you know, we against Bournemouth, I thought we looked, we did look yards behind. Mm-hmm. They just fizzed that ball so quickly. So I think that we've got to, if we know that we've got to perhaps not be too tight because we are going to get beaten by pace. I mean, Pooky for me is someone that he thrives doesn't he of getting in behind and I just worry we've seen it so many times this season where Fads is putting his arm up and it's nowhere near offside and he's yeah. sprinting back and he's putting his arm up more in hope and, and you know trying to swindle someone rather than <laughs> thinking it's actually anywhere near offside and I just I don't know I can see it now as we're talking that Norwich getting in behind a, a, a golf in space and Morosi just being marooned to to his line so that's what I hope really is that we're just defensively not as naive and we perhaps if we have that extra defender we do play that sort of sweeper system and and have someone as a free role so they can see what's going on in front of them because i think that high line has, has cost us against the better teams who move mm. it very quickly uh and you know campwell pookie that they're going to be you know pookie exactly is going to be on on that shoulder he plays it so well uh, and if he gets Past you know your centre backs, that's it. It's likely going to end up in a battle well, net. And it's giving players like that a
2: sniff, isn't it? I feel like yeah. a lot of a lot of the goals this season, I wouldn't necessarily look at and go, "Oh, that was you know trash." Sort of like real trash defending from us. It, it always seems to be like we we just shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, I feel like it's not like
3: it's sometimes a halfway house, Ross, as well. Like yeah. we seem to not get out to a a wing a winger quick enough so we're caught in in half i mean i don't like it and i, I could go down any sunday league match and, and watch it but i'd like to see experienced players like fads letting letting these players know that they're in a game and i, I think yeah. don't think we've done that so far this season i'm not saying i want to be you know leads in the 1970s but I, I do think that we've not almost given some of these strikers anything to think about we're a bit too almost, nice aren't
2: we we're too a bit, nice. Oh, we are yeah and i think
3: you've got players like fads okay it's not like high to do it but just just get tight and when the ball comes into feet just just let him know you're there because i think that that's going to be more important than perhaps standing off players being too cute because that's when they'll move it shift it and, and exactly. they'll be gone
2: well exactly yeah just standing up and, and, and jockeying them and giving them this time and space to Putting a, putting a cross on a sixpence. We're playing against players who are capable of doing that now. You know, in League One, you could get away with it because, you know, the, the, the standard they of the was they? They, they, they were, were slow, weren't they? They were
3: a yard slower and, and we fizzed it round and we didn't have to play that physical game. But it, this game obviously has an air. Yes, we've got every right to be in the championship, but we are almost certainly going to be at opposite ends of the table come the end of the season. And it feels like that David versus Goliath. It feels like an underdog game. Uh, But the reason we see so many of those FA Cup clashes that manage to go to the underdog is because the non-league side come out and not kick bales of, you know, out of the other team, but just a bit more physical and giving them something Mm. to think about rather than letting them take a touch and, and shifting it and not worrying about a tackle coming. I think we've got to be a bit more ugly at times in games where really we just need to nullify it. And I think this would be a game, if anything, to just get a bit more physical and give them something to think about. Whereas I don't think we've done that so far this season. I think players have had the luxury of knowing the ball can come into feet and someone's not going to come clattering from behind them.
1: Mm. That's all we've got time for this evening. Thanks for your contributions always, chaps. And listeners, do check out our partner, Shortland Horn, for the latest properties across Coventry. And as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation on any of our social media channels, just use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at Participating Restaurants 18 Plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.